ladies and gentlemen, you have made it to Brave to the Bone podcast, where we explore the dynamics of human courage in its most dynamic form, personal transformation. What does it take to dive into the unknown of ourselves? Who can help us get there? How scary is it to face our own edge? And what are the magic tools that we can use today to explore ourselves on this journey of healing just a little bit more? Today is National Women's Day, and we are here to not only, we're not here today to talk about women's struggles. We are here to talk about women's empowerment, and we are here to remind you that there are women all over the world that are stepping into their best lives, to their own empowerment, to a education that they know that they deserve. Women all over the world are asking for what they need, recognizing that it's okay, and they're coming together. So I'm so honored to be here today and to introduce Laura. Some of you may have seen her before. Laura is a leader um, in stepping into her own power and helping so many people in the city of Los Angeles. She's designing her own team and getting some education and getting funding and um, celebrating her ideas that come from her heart. So Laura, I know you don't have a lot of time because she's on her lunch break, but if you see behind her, she's loaded with all these awards and certifications for everything that she's done out of compassion for women and for the people on the streets of Los Angeles. So Laura, can you tell us a little bit about you and walking into your yourself and your light and your empowerment? Thank you for having me, Tanya. This is awesome that you're doing on National Women's Day. Uh, yeah, so I like to think I try to empower women with pads and tampons, right? Try to change that world one tampon at a time. Um, and it's a passion of mine. Like, like, I feel like it's my social responsibility that I need to do it. I need to play a part of it. And I need to get the community involved to show like that they can do it too, you know? And so we engage with high schools, churches, anyone in the, interested in the community to show them how that they can make the change that they want to see starting at the ground level. Yeah, so um, Laura created Sisters on the Streets, which is a, a foundation that really makes sure that women that are on the streets have pads and tampons. Not only does she work in homeless services, but she also created this whole side thing that no one really has ever taken on alone before. It's amazing how she got started. But what the message is today that is so worth celebrating is that we are here for each other. And we're here for all parts of each other. And that is such a human part of our femininity. And it's no longer time for it to be in the dark. It's time for us to rise so that we can all have the opportunities to be our best selves. Yeah, exactly. Like if there's an issue that you feel needs to be addressed, you know, like they should do this. Well, this should be done. They should do that. Well, 
if not, like, why not you do it? Like, get started. If you feel something needs to be changed and you're not seeing it, just go for it. You know, you don't need a 501c number. You don't need it to be a nonprofit. You know, you don't need to be a giant agency, you know? All it starts, it just takes one person to start something, you know? And it's like the ripple effect. If other people see it, they're going to, you know, jump in and try to play a part in it too, you know? Sisters on the streets, like, I don't like to call us an agency, a foundation, a nonprofit. We're a fucking movement. <laughs> <laughs> and we should be, you know, for so long, like there's so much bad stigma that comes with like menstruation and, you know, like when you walk to the bathroom, you have to hold your pad and tampon or that you should be able to purchase it on your own, right? You can't control when it comes. Just like when you go to the bathroom, there's free toilet paper and paper towels and soap. You know, we need to, you know, we need to change the stigma behind menstruation because it's not disgusting. Like people shouldn't like be grossed out by it. Like it's an empowering thing that really like helps me identify as a woman, you know, that I get to have my period, you know, not everyone does, you know. And, and so, and that's one thing that connects us all, you know, is, you know, menstruators supporting menstruators, women empowering women. Absolutely. And I love what you said about it's a movement. And I want to talk a little bit about how you got started because you don't have to be perfect to get started with anything. It's when we move away from our idea of perfection, when we completely let it go. Well, in order to do this, I have to be this. In order for me to be live on Facebook talking to you today, I should have a perfect body. Like, no, when you let that go, then you really step into getting things done. So empowerment comes from letting perfection go. Laura started with a box right one day in front of a Walmart. And now her foundation is seen all over Los Angeles and she continues to be a leader for women's empowerment. She's stepping into more women's empowerment. Um, it's just so neat. Do you want to tell us a little bit? I don't know. I also wanted to hear a little bit about your education, the what you're doing with that next level leadership class and how you got funded for it and why they funded you. And that's great. So yeah, you know, I, I started, I started, you know, advocating for, you know, trying to alleviate period poverty when I, I was doing a homeless voter registration campaign in a winter shelter. Um, and I saw a woman that bled through her pants and it was just, that's all it took was this one time that I saw this one woman bleed through her pants this one time. And I was like, I don't want anyone to ever go through this again, you know? And so yeah, I took a cardboard box, sat in front of a Walmart, you know, asked for like, um, pads and tampons and got one box. And that was in 2016, you know, now where we're at today We've collected and distributed over 200,000 period products and we haven't spent money on any of it. It's all been donated from just like either like Cotex U or churches, high schools, Girl Scouts. Like it's just so crazy how many people will go ahead and once they hear about, oh my God, I didn't even realize that's like a necessity and they just start contacting you. Um, you know, these awards, I didn't volunteer work. Like I didn't ask for these awards. Like the next thing I know is like, this person wants to give you an award for the work you did with sisters on the streets. Never did I expect it to get to this level where we have like the board of supervisors reaching out, giving us awards or everything, just showing like you're onto something, you know, and thank you for doing this. You know, we may not be able to do it, but someone is, you know? So if you have that feeling, like whether you get recognized or not, 
you know, the, the, what it makes you feel like in your heart is just amazing, you know? And, and so I have like women's groups reaching out to me saying like, how can we support you? Like as an individual, like you sisters on the streets, the stuff you do is amazing, but who's supporting you? And that was so amazing. I was like taken back. I was like, wow. Like I, I, I try to assist so many people in so many different ways, but not, no one's really asked me that, you know? So it's just amazing for the, you know, people saying like, um, these groups are like, well, what do you feel like you need to help continue your education? You know, like we want to help you fund that, you know, like we, we want you to be the, not the leader because I'm a leader. It's in my blood for some reason I was born with it, but like, you know, leaders, you know, I, now that I'm getting like more people that, that want to follow me, well, I want to create more leaders. You know, but, but how do I do that? I know how to be a leader myself, but how do I create more leaders? So I've been finding these other programs, you know, like women's leadership programs and stuff. And, and so, you know, I'm finding them and then they're like, oh my God, we're going to see if we can help you with this, take this course, you know, which is amazing because like, that's what I, I don't want to level up, but it's okay if I don't, what I'm doing right now is fine. And the course that the next course you're taking, was it out of Stanford? Is that what it? It's Yale. It's Yale. So she's getting the opportunity to take this Yale course. And it's so much persistence and dedication. But like, let's, for all of you out there that are listening, like, we hope that you get a little bit of inspiration from this because Laura believed in herself enough to do it. So it's time now for all of us in all of our lives to the things that we're sweeping under the rug that we're neglecting to kind of look at, like, it's okay. It's time we, we get to be alive in 2021 after an incredible pandemic. We've g- learned that we need each other more than ever before. We've, you know, created um, groups and connected with each other and recognized how important it is to be a sisterhood, but she believed in herself and she wasn't, you know, she says she's a leader and she's the most humble person that I've ever met in my life. So it's not at all coming from arrogance, but she had to know something inside of her. So we're here to encourage you today to like, whatever it is inside of you, it's time to make space for it, to step into it and to appreciate the people in your lives who are doing the same. It's time. It's a love fest today for women. So I just wanted to say that. And I, as, as a friend, um, Laura was telling us that me the other day that, you know, we met when we were in middle school and it was the most it felt like divine intervention because we only got to become best friends for like six, seven months. And then we, our lives redirected and now we're together again. And the empowerment that I'm learning from her and that she's, I feel like learning from me too, that we're learning together is just, just so wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, Tanya, for saying that. And, you know, it, it's, it's weird because like once I started doing this with all this passion and, you know, wanting to make the change, I guess I was like putting out like this vibe. And then I started noticing all these like strong, you know, passionate women coming into my life. Like it opened this portal of support that I didn't feel like I had. And so, you know, it's just amazing. It's like what you put out comes right back at you. So maybe you're feeling a loss when you, you know, when you start trying something on your own or you find your path and no one's next to you, but if you keep following that path, like, you know, people are going to come into your life that are going to continue to inspire you and build you up, you know? And yet, you know, we are a sisterhood, you know, that, that girl that's like working at the gas station is our sister, you know, the one that's a doctor is our sister, you know? And I think we need to realize that we are all connected. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to talk about that you've also grown into is that we have to teach people 
how we want to be treated. So as you move into this leadership and you've, you've taken on more education for the, you know, other people that you're having in your groups, you, we really have to take that stand and draw that boundary and learn how to live in that, learn how to love ourselves enough to do that. Do you have anything to share about that, about today, asking for what we need and being okay with, with asking for it? Oh my gosh, don't be afraid to ask for what you want or to tell people what you need. Like, you know, we all live this world inside of our heads and we assume people know what we want and what we need. But, you know, people aren't mind readers. So, so like, be passionate about what you want and, like, why you want it, you know? And I feel like once you start asking, it's going to start happening. Yeah, and it's like you took a piece of humanity, of female humanity, and um, made a movement out of it. And it's, it really just feels like time for us to, out of compassion and with a lot of courage, to look at all aspects of our humanity and, and make a stand for it. So I'm just... I've been so excited to have an opportunity to learn more about this and to learn myself about it's okay to ask for the things I need. And um, one of the things that Laura and I came up with was that um, it's okay to call somebody and say, hey, um, can I have five minutes for you to have my back? Um, and that means that you don't give advice, but you just shower them with how wonderful they are because, you know, we're... It, it's a struggle day in and day out. We're very human and who knows why we feel the ways that we do, but it is time for us to recognize and celebrate each other and to just be kind. So it's great to call, have an opportunity to call Laura and either in the beginning of the conversation, shower her with that empowerment or at the end, she's so generous with her ability to empower people. And it's not just a certain demographic her empowerment and compassion hits every different demographic. So we're looking again at, at humanity. So that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> you're amazing, Tanya. And I love everything that you're doing. And I love being a part of your circles. I feel like that has helped me so much. Like what the past, like eight or nine weeks we've been doing it. I, you know, I wake up and, you know, I do the circle. I feel a little more supported, you know, like I'm healing a little more and like a lot more empowered. So um, if you guys haven't been able to get on one of Tanya's circles, I hope she opens it so there's more because they are life-changing. They empower you, they help you heal, they let you know what you want. And then just the, the other women in the group, just like you're, I'm finding like this amazing support group I've always wanted, but didn't know how to get. Um, and so thank you for these circles as well. And I hope everyone can get on at least one. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to say that there's a lot of women out there doing a lot of great things. And so we're here today, not to talk again about there's broken, all these broken things, but we're here to really, really celebrate and honor the leaders that have come before us and the leaders that are out there. Now the free circles that I'm doing now, I got the idea from another group that is called the Yoni Circle, but it's really for a younger demographic. And I knew that I could change it and add things that they didn't have to make it kind of my own. And so, you know, we're spreading this unity and togetherness and this safety for our humanity, um, encouragement for whatever your story is. Um, and I think Laura's doing the same. So that was, I just really wanted to come on here and share a little bit, celebrate Laura a little bit for everywhere that she has been and everywhere that she's going 
And um, I'm just so proud of you and I can feel your courage and I know you're reflecting off all the people around you. And I'm just, I just love you so much. And anybody who's listening, if you get touched by this at all, somebody in your life, please, today is the day that you go and recognize a woman and, and tell them how wonderful they are. Today is that day. Okay, I stopped it. Awesome. <laughs> okay, good. And then I'm going to stop the recording too. This is my friend, um, Terry Colleen, who I've met, who's gone through magnificent transformation, but who has also taught me so much about how to lovingly hold space for others as they go through it, other women, and the self-love required to really allow ourselves to grow. So Terry, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm, uh, I'm Terry Colleen. I'm a 62-year-old transgender woman. And I have been actively transitioning for about four years, almost five, somewhere in there. And it has been such an adventure. And I've learned so much holding space and moving into transformation is having the capacity to retell stories in our lives that we may feel shame about and to be able to reframe them in a beautiful way. The more we tell our stories over and over again, the more we can see beauty around every cur curve and turn in that story. And we're here today to talk about holding space for women and allowing the universe just to take hold of its own and allowing yourself with your wide open heart to make space for people who may be going through things in non-judgmental ways and a story of the openness and compassion that helps you move through the beginning of opening up yes before i do could we share um as we've done in the circle our sun our moon and our star yeah that's a great idea as i was thinking about it in the context of, of Women's Month is my embracing my own femininity and the delight that it has brought me. I no longer want to apologize for being a woman. That's something that I think applies to all of us, not just to me as a transgender woman. Women, we're often told we belong in a lower place. I've even had young ladies, and it broke my heart, ask me, why do you want to transition from the masculine to the feminine? Why do you want to lower yourself? And that breaks my heart. I no longer want to apologize for my womanhood and entering into my own femininity and sharing that in women's spaces with all of my sisters and daughters and granddaughters. Something I'm really beginning to experience like never before, and that is exactly what you're saying, the opportunity to hold space for others. I am finding opportunities to hold space for other women, particularly younger women. It's just so exciting to be able to, to hold space for them, to see them blossom. Beautiful. I just wanted to say, the more we learn to hold space for others, the more we learn to really hold space for ourselves. It's such a reflection. It's such a mirror. And then my star, 
is the delight in holding space for other women. Beautiful. Immense gratitude for the new connections in my life. Like you, Terry, uh, I didn't expect us to become friends when we first met. I had no idea that the podcast that I got to do about your transformation would lead to such a wonderful friendship. I'm so delighted it has. I'm so grateful for all, all the connections and I'm grateful for all the women that have been courageous enough to join the circles and to bear witness to others in a safe space and to also share stories. I am such a lover of those stories. So that is my bright, bright sun. And I don't know where it's going to take me and it's not my job to know where it's going to take me, but I just have immense gratitude for it. More and more, I also have to say that I just have immense gratitude for being alive. I feel every day more like each day is such a gift and it's not to be taken advantage of. I just feel a lot of grace and love and luck for being able to be with my family, for being able to see the sun, for waking up each day and for just the gifts in my life. To let go of the things that I can't control, what other people think of me that may not be positive. Hopeful for is that for Women's Month that this is some sort of help for people. We also want to, our, our circles are full but we are opening up a special event on the new moon where we're going to do a burn ceremony together. Both of the Tuesdays and Thursdays circles will be coming together and we will be inviting others to come in. So if you'd like to come in, please um, let us know. I've just loved it because the breath work has just been so opening and I've loved being somebody that can really learn how to connect to others. Holding space for people has been such a wonderful lesson. And in a way, it's interesting how, you know, we can ask the universe to hold more space for us. Sometimes when we're up in a place where we really need to change, things feel so congested and like you can't even breathe. And they're asking for help is it's something that the universe wants you to do, you know, like to a friend, to um, a loved one, to, to anybody that it's, it's okay to share your humanness and your humanity. And that's what I am staking a claim for is um, room for that, that you do have to say, I want room for that. And then so much more will open up. So if you are a woman anywhere or, or even a man, let's be real, you could be watching this and be anybody, but just don't, don't hold the fear for needing an opportunity to stake the claim and being able to heal and be human and be heard. You're right. I, I spent five and a half decades not understanding myself, knowing that there was something, but not having the, the terminology or the conceptual framework to understand what it meant to be born with male anatomy, but a female heart or female spirit or soul, or however you want to say it. You mentioned that these things are not gendered concepts of holding space and being open, but somehow they seem to resonate more readily with women. Maybe that's some of our culturization. One of the joys I've had is when I watch the culturization just melt away from my own life. I find in my interactions with other women, I feel so comfortable. I feel at home. And I'm perplexed in in the same way a lot of other women are. Like, wow, what's wrong with men? 
and, and wow, look what's great with men, you know? Being able to be ourselves, it can be masculine, it can be feminine, it can be anywhere in between. Because being ourselves, it, it's not gendered, it's, it's an identity that only we can define. One of the challenges that we have, everybody, but I think we do as women in particular, and I know that we as transgender women do, is there are a lot of people who want to define me. They'll start out by trying to describe me, and then they'll use that, that description to kind of delineate the parameters, to, to set boundaries. And those boundaries are really a box that they're trying to squeeze me into. And then once they feel as though they have a person squeezed into a box, then they can feel like they can put the lid on the top of the box and have a set definition. And it is very isolating and it's very constricting. And unless we find the way to push the lid open and to step out of that box, and unless we have a space to step into, we may live in that box and even internalize those same ideas for all of our lives. It just really made me think about the heart versus the mind. I think our brains really like to put things in boxes, but it's moving into our heart where we get the deeper understanding and it's recognizing the collaboration of the two and that, uh, that understanding that's really, it's really beautiful. And you've touched on, uh, you know this from our previous conversations, one of my favorite words in the world is, is the word collaboration. What I love about collaboration, it's when, for example, two people come together and they each care about what the other one cares about. And they each invest themselves fully in the other's success so that it's no longer your venture or my venture. It's ours. So I can contribute to your vision. You can contribute to, to the direction where I'm going. We're all richer because we've... Collaboration is, uh, it exponentially multiplies. Doesn't just add, it doesn't just multiply. It just keeps on feeding on itself. When I first thought about holding space, I had this image in my mind of having to push back that there is a a constriction and and somehow we have to push back and make room and maybe put up a wall or put up a fence or or in some way some form of barriers to hold space but then i got to thinking about the universe and the infinite nature of the universe and to think of holding space as having to push something else back is a pretty limited view that I had. Interesting. Yeah, because you know I'm not a scientific girl at all, but you know the, I think the physicist, astrophysicist, or whatever their titles are, they speak of the universe as ever expanding. So when we are holding space for one another, we're actually participating in the growth and the expansion of the universe. And so as we lay claim on part of that space, it's not that I have to open space or anybody has to open space for me. It's just that 
we see what the universe is already doing and we get to say, there's a spot for me. It really made me think about what you've told me and what we spoke about before about when you were finally able to come out, that coming out um, as a woman is not just something that you do once and it's done, that it's something that you do day after day after day. And I want to share that holding space for ourselves is the same thing, that transformation is staking a claim in your daily practice to love and allow yourself that space. As I have begun to learn, about things like how to do my hair or how to wear makeup or or you know to 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 select the right fashions that flatter my uh body configuration and, and all of those things increasingly i find myself moving about the world around me and people seeing me and interacting with me as a woman rather than as a, a man quote becoming a woman but i'm also aware that there are some indicators that will always be there. So I will never not be a transgender woman. And it doesn't matter what skill sets I learned. It doesn't matter what surgeries I have. It doesn't matter what I do to reconfigure my appearance. I will always be who I am. And I think that feeds into what you're saying. A lot of times we feel like we have to fool the rest of the world. And so one of the ideas that a lot of transgender people have that it's fine if that's the way that they're approaching their lives, but for me, it doesn't work. It's, it's the idea of passing. And the idea of that very simply is that as I interact with somebody, they think that I'm a, a person whose birth anatomy matches my presentation now. There are some transgender people who very much uh, that's the case. But I'm not too worried about passing. I'm more concerned about being. Because if I'm trying to pass, for me, in a way, I'm disowning or not loving a part of who I am and a part of my past and a part of what has brought me to where I am. And, you know, sometimes you'll hear people say that it's all those things that brought me to where I am that shape my life and my interaction with the universe. I, I love that. And it's easy to say in this context, but we were in a circle on Tuesday and the topic was the wildness of life and sometimes being consumed with wildly being in love or wildly being depressed or stuff that's difficult to control. And as we went about and we told stories about times in our life that were felt wild and intense like that, it was really difficult to then find the wisdom in it. Because when you're telling a story like that, they're so big and so sometimes painful that it's sometimes hard to reflect back and see the wisdom. But if we look at who we are, like you're saying, we are built literally on those foundations. It is the way of the world to move in that wildness where, like the weather, where we just do the dance with the world. And this is who we are. Um, there was something that you mentioned. We were talking with a woman and you were talking about 
loving the foundation while you're going in, in into transformation. Can you tell us a little bit about that? One of the things that one of my first counselors that helped me in my journey, we were talking about my masculine identity as I was growing up. She pointed out something that was very special. And I remember the little boy, the young man, and the growing man in whose body I was housed protected me. As I was growing up, I wasn't ready to receive me and neither was the world. And so that child from the earliest kept me safe. So for me to disown that child, even though I look back in my life, memories that I have of when I was you know, a very little girl, in my mind, they're, they're feminine memories. And I see myself in a group of girls. And that's the imagery that I see. And yet I'm also aware that underlying it or parallel to it or surround in some way connected, that there's a totality of my life. One of the things about both the idea of loving ourselves and the idea about holding space for ourselves and for others, just basically an acceptance. Being able to accept who we are, because that becomes an important part of the foundation, it doesn't mean we have to want to stay that person. We're all growing. We're all changing. Whether you look at yourself when you were a three-year-old girl or when you were a 13-year-old or, you know, at whatever stage in your life, whether you're, you're holding your own little girl, whatever stage it is in our lives, we're growing and we're progressing. We never close the door on our path. It's always there and it's always a part of us. And one tool or technique that some people use is to try to put up a wall and shut it and close it out and put it behind them. And perhaps that works for them. It doesn't work for me. Amazing. It has been in the circles being able to tell stories again and again and uh, to forgive ourselves and love ourselves for the, all the wild adventures that we have ensued in our lives. The world is all, often threatened by a wild woman. And our wildness is something that we're taught from our earliest is something that needs to be tamed. I mean, go all the way back to Shakespeare and the taming of the shrew, you know? <laughs> the only way anybody could get to the nice, docile, pretty, younger sister was for somebody else to sacrifice themselves by taming the shrew. <laughs> and that's what the world wants to do. It wants to tell us as women that we can't enjoy the expansiveness. We can't enjoy the uncertainty, the wild ride, the ability to move fluidly through life. But we're supposed to fit in our place, docilely fulfilling our roles, taking care of our families, nurturing our children, taking care of our partner, uh, looking after elders, all of those things. It brings up a, a perfect point that I wanted to lead into the question of, are you going to live the life that you were meant to live? Or are you going to live a life expected by others? It must have been really interesting, the pressure that you felt, Terry, having lived a life as identified as a man, the pressure to continue that life 
was momentous. So, but you're not alone. I mean, that is something that we all go through, whether we're transgender, whether we're in an abusive relationship, there are so many different points of the spectrum. So what's been so amazing of the circle is seeing all these different women coming together with all these different periods and interesting points of transformation and seeing that same thing. That is our life's work. Are we going to live the the life that we choose? Or are we not? The setting differs, but a lot of the contextual truths we share in common. Like you said, there's there's a lot of different ways in which we're challenged or we're facing barriers or things that would constrict and confine us. But we may face different confining factors, but freedom is the same. Artificiality is, however it comes into our lives, is destructive, but authenticity for every one of us is the same. In my life, I reached a point that I could not not be myself. That's a double negative. I know it's confusing, but I could not not be myself. And I think every woman, that's what we celebrate about Women's History Month uh, or National Women's Month is because it's not just relegated to history. It's about us declaring that I will be who I am and I'll celebrate. Reminded me of Anais Nin's quote, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. That is such an integrated part of the human experience, no matter who you are and where you are. We are all asked to blossom because at some point in our lives, the risk to remain the same is just too suffocating. You can no longer do it. So yes, to celebrate that, because what happens when we blossom? The world opens up. The universe is naturally in love with every blossom and it just so happens with our, so is the same with the human experience. You know, if you, if you picture a, a flower before it blossoms, before it opens up, it's closed and yet you can kind of see in the edges on the inside that there's something beautiful in there. And then when it opens up, we see the, the beauty of all the petals and how, how gorgeous they are. And we think, oh, what a beautiful blossom. But you know what else is happening? The seeds are becoming available. And when we blossom, that's when we're able not just to be as beautiful as ourselves as we can be, but that's when we're able to contribute to the world. That seed which is within us can be shared and germinated and spread. In collaboration with the bees and (laughs) (laughs) so it's a wonderful, a wonderful thing. Just wanting to remind everybody out there, if there is like a way that you can hold space for yourself this month, or just to remember that it's National Women's Month. I know we have a lot of months out there that there's this month and that month, but this year, it seems to be a particularly important month. The new moon is happening on March 13th. So we're going to have a a special event of um, a burn. And that's um, open to who would like to come to participate, to celebrate. What is a burn? 
So we're going to have a bowl on Zoom. It'll, we're going to send out a Zoom invite to anybody. You're just going to DM me if you're interested in partaking in this. Our two circles are going to come together, our Tuesdays and Thursdays. This is a free opportunity. For an hour, we're going to be able to share a little bit, have a paper and burn it together in a bowl and celebrate letting go because that's what we do on new moons. It's the best time to let go of the old and move into our embracing of our own transformation, no matter what it may be, no matter how, you know, what circumstance you're coming from, we do all relate to that same human experience of needing to blossom. It's going to do that as a, as a group. And we hope that we have some of you that um, do that. And I just want to share that Terry has been just one of my most wonderful friends and we've been able to get her to go viral on TikTok as we collaborate <laughs> together. Terry has such an important, beautiful me- message about self-love and about loving others. Terry's deepest message is truly about love. And it's surprising how many people out there really need a grandmother figure who has gone through some serious transformation that has a serious message about love. I've really been surprised that and this is a wonderful, we've talked back and forth about collaboration and what everybody else may not know, this whole thing was your vision and it was your prodding. And I just could not see it. And I could not imagine what anybody would want with me on TikTok. And so you talked me into finally doing a video and I did. And it just, it it exploded or I think you used the word, it blew up. I think it's the, the terminology. As we went a few days, I was trying to figure out why do people even care what I'm saying or what I have to say. And a lot of the young people were calling me grandma and auntie, and they were referring to me as an elder. And I'll let that piece of it go, although it's not completely embraced. It really has, in a sense, helped me to embrace where I am at at this age in my life, there are a lot of young people across the board, but particularly in the LGBTQ community who have been shunned, who have been rejected, who even if they've been tolerated have not been loved. I just never dreamed the importance of just being able to say kind of as a grandmother, as somebody who is obviously going through some changes in her own life and to just look at young people and say, I love you and you can love yourself. And I just never dreamed. Yeah, so I became transgrams and it's been fun. Yeah. So if you want to follow transgrams on TikTok, it's just incredible. But we are coming together today to stake a claim that National Women's Month is for anybody in our collective, anyone in our world who identifies himself as a woman. Um, It is your right to celebrate this month. It is your right to be here. You deserve to have space. You're welcome to come and celebrate with us. Please do send me a message and a transgrams or Terry Colleen, my sweetheart, is going to be there. You're talking about why this particular Women's Month is important. As we maybe begin to see a light at the end of the tunnel, the pandemic, I'm afraid to say that, you know, because I just don't know what's going to be in the future. Women, uh, as has been widely reported, have in many ways borne the brunt of 
the negative effects of the pandemic. Women have disproportionately lost jobs and income. Women have disproportionately been the ones who have cared for those who are sick and put themselves at risk, whether it's as a member of a family or whether it's as a member of a helping or medical profession. Women have borne the brunt of educating their children, taking care of their children, even if they're working from home, taking care of their children and trying to do schoolwork at the same time and manage the household as they always had and take care of those who are sick. And the list goes on. And so I think Women's Month is always important because women are always important, as all people are always important. But at this particular intersection in history, as we have been through this grueling year of pandemic, and as women have carried such a disproportionate amount of the weight, it's especially vital that we hold space for one another, love one another, and are able to step back every once in a while, at least, and say, I can recognize my own value, and I can love myself. Oh, thank you so much for mentioning that. I hadn't, that thought hadn't even occurred to me, but that is definitely another reason why this particular Women's Month is very, very important. So sending love to everybody out there. We hope we gave you some inspiration for the day. Thank you all so much for your continued support. It's really been fantastic to grow in this way. I did create something free and beautiful for you. In order to heal our own heroes as we move through our own life's journey, I've created seven easy steps to heal your hero. It's the Healed Heroes Checklist. You can find it on tanyagilbert.com, and Tanya is spelled T-A-W-N-Y-A. Get it as soon as you can. Put it on your fridge. It's wonderful reminders. Enjoy.